my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm feeling like well. I feel like a prince. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling like well. I feel like a prince. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling like well. I feel like a prince. I'm feeling myself. everybody back here again with another one slap somewhere is getting a boost in streams man putting lies in my head <laughs> i don't really want to work i'm tired i hate my nine to five but i'm thinking about killing my boss today it's just a thought man i still remember that song release therapy was my shit but anyway <laughs> classic album i might have to do a class album review on release therapy from Ludacris, but this was definitely going in the intro song today y'all like the um new uh face track that i got going on told you i'm bringing new tricks to the catch-up podcast man but anyway all right all right what we got here um y'all give me a sec give me a second i gotta switch cameras gotta switch cameras and here we go what is going on y'all back here again with episode 20 of the catch up podcast i am dubbing this the season three premiere since i haven't shot a full podcast since the end of the year so feel like a fresh new start so i said let's dub this season three man but um let's try to keep these consistent this time i'm i'm, I'm working on it but we gonna see man but we gonna talk about this will smith situation is he on the mind control from jada I'm sorry i'm i'm sorry will dang man <laughs> y'all better keep that man's wife name out of your <clears throat> mouth uh but anyway guys also gonna be uh talking about the bell air season finale my reaction to that my overall thoughts on the season uh d-day from dreamville gangster grills um also rise and fall of slaughterhouse and we gonna start off this thing with my warm-up topics which jesse is gonna be one of them but before i get into that um let's let's start off with some politics um i i usually don't usually like talking about politics but i saw this video and uh of killer mike talking about um did has joe Biden? did i say Biden? come on man that one was ugly come on man there we go um joe biden has he done enough for black people so uh, I want y'all to watch this video, give y'all thoughts, and then I'm going to hop into Justin. Those are going to be my warm-up topics, and then I'm going to get into the main show here. So let's go ahead and get into it, shout it. But before I get started, um, make sure to catch the Catch-Up Podcast here at YouTube, DJH Review, um, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast players. Um, I'm doing something a little bit different, maybe in not with this one, but in the future, uh, I'm going to be recording my audios on separate tracks. Um, so if you want to hear a full blast, the copyrighted music, um, because it's F the algorithm on here. But, you know, uh, I do need to prepare for the future when your boy gets monetized at some points. So I can't play music like that all the time on Spotify and Apple. Go on there. You can listen to it all you want. But I'm probably going to uh, in post editing. Um, I'll have control of separate tracks, so I'll take those the volume of those down to where you can barely hear them, so it won't get copyrighted. But this is probably gonna get copyrighted. But fuck the algorithm. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into this first um uh, video here. I'm gonna look at this and then um I'll give my commentary on it. So uh, give me a second. This is Killer Mike talking about Joe Biden. Let's go to the big screen. 
Do you think that he's he has let down black people? Who? Uh, 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 Biden. Has he let down black people? Well, well, yes. well, not I let down black people. He ain't let down me. I knew what we was getting. You knew you was going to get? Yeah, I knew what we was. Because black people thought it was going to be an extension of Obama. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You crazy? Black, you people, black people didn't think. What'd you if they thought he was going to get an extension of Obama, they was exactly right. Somebody who's not going to do very much for your community. Mm. So, do you think Trump did more for black community than, than um? What's that? I I would rather deal with the devil I know. And what I mean by that mm. is, for the first time in my that. lifetime, I saw with Trump a, a casino owner. A business person, someone who was just looking to cut a deal. Okay. And I feel like we had a better chance um, of cutting a deal between him and Biden with him. I didn't vote for him. I didn't necessarily want him to win. But I'm like, man, being a kid who had been in the streets, I'm like, you know, he, he, he'll cut a, he'll right, cut a right, deal. Right, the other guy not going to cut no deal. Right, He's right. not going to even listen to us. So I think Biden has been who he has been this whole time. I think he is the same politician that invoked the word super predator. I think uh -huh. he is the same politician that push for disproportionate sentencing, um, disproportionate right. sentencing right. between crack and cocaine. I think he's arrogant. I think he is ignorant, and I think he does mm. not have the, the the best of our community um, in mind. Nor do I think the black advisors he have. I don't think that the Democratic Party has has in the last sixty years done right by black folks. But I think I think I think that we've had some black Democrats that tried their best. Sure. But as a party, I think the Democratic Party could do much better by us. And I think that if the Democratic Party and their leadership does not do better by black people, I think what they're going to start to see is in pockets, black men in particular start to exit that party mm. for other options. All right. So that was a clip of Killer Mike. Killer Mike makes me want to go grab a gun. <laughs> he makes me want to go grab a gun and start the revolution. I just like the way he talks. Uh, but I'm kind of on, I'm not kind of, I'm all the way with killer Mike on this. Um, I, I did not vote for Biden. I did not vote for Trump. I'll just put it like that. I did vote for somebody though. Uh, but I just, I'm like, I don't care for Trump either, but Biden is, I'm like, it's no better. And uh, I remember the last, um, the last podcast I brought him up and I was talking about, um, uh, student loans <laughs> which which we don't mention in this house <laughs> but i'm just saying student loans you know what happened to the forgiveness talks and then at first you know when it was first running this campaign oh, i'm gonna do this oh, i'm gonna do that at least bernie kind of kept it real he's like man i can't do that for y'all <laughs> or was that real he might have been talking about reparations or something like that but i think bernie kept it real but um oh dude you know he was spending all those promises and now we're here um, and it, I'm I'm glad they extended those uh student loans. Cause student loans was coming up for me. I was like, dang, I gotta get ready to pay these things. But they, I think they extended it to May or something like that. But anyway, um, you got that. I just think Joe Biden is very condescending, and um, as far as the you know the whole you know the tethering to Obama, uh, you know, I, I'm not giving this dude a pass because he was under. Obama and you know some people still question did Obama really do you know anything for black folks I can't really answer that because I'm not really just high into politics like that I'm be honest y'all so I'm not even going to get into that argument but uh, there are some black folks out there that be like he didn't do anything for us uh, but anyway um, but yeah I was I was on that uh, y'all remember when Ice Cube was talking about that uh, the platinum plan or something like that and he was bringing his plan to Democrats and he brought the plan to Republicans, but the Democrats didn't want to hear him out. But, you know, um, people was kind of, you know, um, down to him because, you know, he was going to the other side. Uh, I'm like, you know, whatever side, whatever you can get this deal passed, you know, uh, you know, trying to do right for, you know, black people, basically. Uh, so, you know, I was like, man, uh, <laughs> O'Shea for president. <laughs> Maybe he should have ran. But anyway, um. But yeah, I, I just, you know, I personally don't feel like anything's going on. Nothing has changed. Uh, we got rising inflation, gas prices, gas prices are out the roof. I don't know who is the blame at the root, but they're high. And I, I use Supreme. I have to use Supreme. So we, I'm talking about 450 minimum. I've been seeing $5. It's, it's crazy. Um, but 
you know, y'all drop y'all thoughts down below. It was only supposed to be a warm up topic. I'm already on this a little too long. Um, but anyway, y'all thoughts on Biden? Has he done anything for black folk? Um, but let's go ahead and get into my next warm up topic. Topic. Oh my God. Warm up topic. <laughs> Mr. Jesse Smouye. Um, I don't want to stay too long on this. I've, I've already said all I can say. I've made all the parody songs. Uh, Jesse, why you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop effing lying. But <laughs> y'all remember that one? That's way back. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> I did that. And, I, you know, this man, he is um his father's son. And when I say his father, I mean Lucius Lyon. <laughs> because this man is getting out of trouble just like him. Um, he's in jail for what one or two days, and then you know, he got he's out on appeal right now, you know. Um, um, but we don't know. There's still uncertainty as far as what's gonna happen with Jesse, but I think there's some power behind this guy, man. Don't y'all don't play this man. He got some power behind him somewhere. He knows somebody. Because this man just been skating <laughs> uh, when it's apparent that this story makes no sense at all from, you know, uh, getting the subway and sub zero weather than the, the, the stream that's supposed to be a noose. <laughs> I, I just there's really nothing else to talk about as far as the Jesse situation. But I will present this question to you guys. Do you feel like um, he should go to prison? Personally, even though I rant and rave on him, I just don't think I think it was stupid what he did. And he's going to pay for this. He's already paying for this. That man is never going to resurrect his career. It's done. She did. She did. Um, but anyway, so that's done. So I thought I think he's already getting the punishment he deserves as far as, you know, uh, just being blackballed and ridiculed because he his movie career is over with if he does get a job i'm gonna be very surprised um but as far as going to prison for you know staging and all you know possibly allegedly staging um a crime or whatever um or a false crime I, I'm, I'm not sure how to word it but I, I don't think he deserves to go to jail you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he would last very long in there. The gay Tupac. But, um, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like the crime wouldn't fit the punishment, so to say. But I, I think um, he's already done. So the damage is already done. Um, But, yeah, that, that's about it as far as Jesse is concerned. So let's go ahead and move to something else here. He's, he's uh -oh. down black. I still had a video plan. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Bel Air. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save you, Will. I'm save I think I'm gonna save Will for last. Let's talk about Bel Air, y'all. Uh so I just watched this today. I had to cram a lot of this stuff in at the last minute. That's why it took so long for me to get this podcast up and running. So I'm doing research. I'm getting my notes together, getting graphics together. Lord, I've been spending like a day and a half just putting the graphics, all that stuff together. Um, but the good news is, is that I'm running this right now in real time. There's going to be no edits. What you see is what I have running through OBS right now. So um, edit should be a breeze. I was very little editing. So this should be up very fast after I'm done. Um, but anyway, let's talk about Barrier season 10 season. <laughs> my bad season one. <laughs> oh my God. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, season one, um, episode 10, my reaction to it. Um, I thought this, this was hard. At least the ending was anyway. Um, I'll say the only kind I have about this episode is that it was like sort of, um, a one trick pony um, because we were, it was basically relying on uh, Marley as a surprise uh, character for Lou um, and then him meeting up with Will and how that exploded. And also 
Um, you have my green screen is not activated here. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. Let me fix this real quick and I'll be back with y'all. All right, there we go. So that's going to be the only little editor that I have to do to this video, <laughs> but I didn't have my graphic up. Um, I had it, but somehow I deleted it. But anyway, going back into, um, the season, two, I was going to say season 10, season one, episode 10. Um, I felt like it heavily relied on the last few moments of the episode. You just had the thing going on with, um, jazz and Hillary and, um, him possibly look like he going to get with other girl because he was trying to get at her and then uh hillary was looking kind of jealous uh so i'm not sure what their relationship well maybe they have an open relationship like will and jada <laughs> but anyway uh so we had that going on and then um you know uh aunt viv and she's gonna try to get back with old dude again uh that's played by michael illy so i thought Really, Aviv? Uh, I don't know, but you, you gotta know that this is gonna end horribly wrong. I don't know why y'all would want to do that. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so you had those things going on, but the main thing that happened in this episode was the confrontation with Will and his father. Um, you know, they had a brief little moment where, you know, where they were chopping it up and going over memories and stuff. I still find it kind of odd how Will remembers these uh, vivid memories at such a young age. He's, at three, he remembers going to a game. Uh, I can barely remember five. So uh, that I just, yeah, he has uh, a unique mind to remember that far back. Um, but anyway, so. We have that going on and then it just goes completely left. But before I get into this, I want to go into like the, I guess you could say the cinematography or how this was shot. Um, they have those close up shots where it kind of looked like the character was talking directly to you where they kept doing those camera switches, what they did with Aunt Viv and Will. So I, I like that part of the episode as well. And, uh, but going back to the, uh, pretty much the last scene, not the last scene, the climax of the episode, I mean, with Will and uh, I was going to say Marlon, where Lou are going at it. And Will said, uh, what did Will say? I, hold on, I wrote it down. And I'm I'm not leaving anything out. He said, go find a ditch and lie in it, bitch-ass knuckle. Damn, hold on, man. <laughs> I had I had to rewind it right there. That was crazy. Um, okay, so we got that, and then so they leave off of that, and then Will goes off, and he's gonna run away. So we got the question of the end of the episode: What is Will gonna do? Is he gonna run back to Philly? Is he gonna stay in Bel Air? They were playing that score, um, the Meat Mill, uh, Dreams and Nightmares, which the score was awesome. Uh, with this whole season two, uh, they started off with that and they ended it with that. So does that mean he's going back to Philly with that score that was playing? I don't know. Uh, they might have, you know, in season two, they might have a little a couple episodes where he goes back to Philly. Didn't we'll go back to Philly in the uh, original series, if I'm not mistaken, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, episode ends there. Uh, but yeah, I like the just overall this, this season was great. I didn't get much of a chance to talk about it, but uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Like I said, the musical score was great. Um, I like the remix of every character, definitely Jeffrey. So he went from um, how may I serve you to <laughs> cold, calm and calculated. Um, but yeah, he got rid of old dude early in the season. So he was a beast. And then, you know, um, Uncle Phil was swagged out. And then uh, Aunt Viv, you know, uh, Aunt Viv was cool. Um, Hillary, and then uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Um, Carlton in this, you know, you not unusual to be loved by anyone. We didn't get that. <laughs> we didn't get that at all. We got uh, coke sniffing uh, Carlton. So you know, and the the. You know, the build up as far as the relationship with Will and Carlton was probably one of my favorite things. 
And I'm going to lie, man, I, I shed a thug tear when uh, Carlton said he needed Will, man. He he was the one that helped me out. I needed that. Uh, but, you know, I, I shed a little thug tear when Carlton was looking for Will, man. Uh, that's, that's some real cousin love right there. But uh, all in all, um, this season was great. I look forward to season two. Uh, this lived up to the height. A lot of people were talking about this. So I was like, man, I got to go check this out. And then, you know, um, I'm like, let me let me go ahead and get this peacock, man. They made me do it. But uh, um, anyway, so that is Bel Air season one, episode 10 reaction and my overall thoughts on that. All right. So now let's move into the music segment here. Um, let's talk about Dreamville first. Dreamville D-Day uh, surprise mixtape dropped by Dreamville. Or, or J. Cole and Dreamville. That's what a lot of people going to come for, J. Cole. J. Cole makes maybe like three appearances on his album or something like that. And I got to respect that he let his crew shine on this album. Uh, just like they did on Dream of Re uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Dreamers 3, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which I felt was way better than this. I'm going to be honest. Um, the replay value maybe is not there, but th there was some, you know, there was some bars spitting on here, but not something I'm really going to come back to probably because it did actually have that mixtape sound to it. It wasn't a mixtape marketed as an album, you know what I'm saying? Or an album marketed as a mixtape. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. You know, these artists be saying it's a mixtape, but it's pretty much an album. <laughs> but anyway, so we had that. Um, but yeah, going back to Cole and, and just this whole roster he has under him, he has a squad, man. Everybody on here did their thing. I do have, um, some people that were standouts for me personally on this album. I've gotten to know some of these artists more since the last revenge of the dreamers, uh, such as loot omen were probably some of my favorites on this album, you know, last uh, that last project they did, I'm like, all these names, I don't know who everybody is. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of putting voice to names now. So I'm, I'm familiar with some more of these um, crew members of the Dreamville cast. Um, so Cole pretty much has a squad is what I'm trying to say here. So, um, so let's go ahead and go into the uh, album here this starts off with stick stick <laughs> uh like kind of like a drill track i guess you can say and yeah it they definitely started off hard with this uh album with that title track stick uh so i'm still trying to find this dadgum album y'all hold on there we go <laughs> okay all right so we started off with stick uh so that was cool and then we go into Ghetto Guys Freestyle, um, Earth Gang. I'll give it that a thumbs up. Uh, Lifestyle with ASAP Ferg and Boz. Um, Boz, I just don't, I thought Boz was kind of all right on here. Some of y'all might, some of y'all, some of you Boz fan might disagree with me. But I enjoy his vocals on the last album. So I, I was hoping he could do more of that on here. But, you know, he was pretty much just rhyming on this uh, mixtape right here. But, but, you know, Boz was cool, but he didn't really stick out on this one for me, to tell you the truth. Uh, it was just there for me. Um, then one of the standout tracks probably for me, uh, Starting Five, which was with Loot, Kaz, um, and Omen, which they all, they were the three standouts on this album. I'm excluding J. Cole because, you know, he's the captain it's let's let's take j cole out of the equation but j cole was like on three tracks on here he had the uh freedom of speech as well which was his solo track and uh that was fire too um and then you had uh two tracks on here from ari lennox um so something for the ladies on here but you know ari you know her songs man you know she's gonna be talking about sex or something like that uh but yeah her song uh it's one coming down. That one is cool, but the one I really like is um, Blackberry Sap. So y'all go take a, a listen to that one right there. Blackberry Sap is a jam. Um, and then Hair Salon, I, it was okay. 
Uh, Reason was on that one. He's from the TDE camp. I'm trying to figure out, is Reason with TDE or is he with Dreamville? Because he's the only artist from TDE that shows up on their albums. And uh, I know he does a couple songs with Kaz. So I was like, what's going on with Reason, man? Which squad are you all, brother? <laughs> but um, yeah, I like Reason, though. But I just, you know, this track was okay. Um, like Wine with Loot. Excellent. I like that one. Um, Lou and Omen both had their own um, solo tracks on here. Omen had Ballin' in Newport, uh, another great one. I think the ones that appealed more to me probably had that more boom bap type of vibe. You know, that's the production I like, so that's, I probably lean more towards those tracks. Uh, just my personal taste. Um, what else we have on here? J.I.D., Bear from, uh, from Simpson. With two chains and young nudie, two chains was on here twice. Uh, two chains did his thing on here as well. Um, and then Big Trouble Freestyle with Kaz. He was on the um the uh Who Shot You uh track uh instrumental. So I thought he spazzed out on that. So if I had to give this an MVP, oh man, 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 uh, it's. It's between Luke and Omen. I feel like one of them, you know, uh, they, they stood out to me the most on this album. But I, I'll give it to Luke if I got to pick one. I'll give it to Luke. But yeah, Luke and Omen, definitely. Um, and then it ended with Heaven's EP, which was J. Cole uh, rapping over the um, the that Drake beat. You said you belong to the screes, but the screes belong to me. You belong to the screes. I don't remember the name of the song. Um, but Anyway, that is 15 tracks for, um, what's this called? D-Day. <laughs> D-Day uh, by Dreamville. So uh, that was that. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on into Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse. I'm pretty sure that was a horrible imitation. But um, if y'all are not familiar with Slaughterhouse, it is comprised of Joe Button. <laughs> you know. Pump it up. Um, also, Royce the Five Nine, which is probably my favorite out the bunch. Um, I just the allegory and um, oh, crap. Uh, story of Ryan, Book of Ryan. My bad. My my bad. People from Detroit. I'm messing up. <laughs> Book of Ryan and the allegory. Oh my god. Probably one of my top albums of all time. Uh, but anyway. Um, Joel, Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye. So the story behind this, uh, just a quick recap is that, okay, Joe Budden and Royce are pretty much doing their own thing. Royce does his solo albums and Joe Budden, you know, of course he's on the podcast thing now and he's retired as, as he keeps saying, he's the only rapper that has stayed retired. I'll give him that. Um, you know, he didn't pull out the Jay-Z Kingdom Come or the uh, Logic um, on him. So he actually stayed retired. So um, we have those two on this end of the spectrum. And we have Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye, who basically uh, did this album called The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse, pretty much saying it was over, even though I thought they were already done. I thought it was a done deal. Uh, I don't know why this is such a big deal, but it had a couple headlines for a few weeks um, in hip hop news. But um, of course, I'm getting to it late. And by this time, they I've heard they already kind of adapted up and went their separate ways or something like that. Um, but yeah, so we got that going on. And also. um, Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye, they made this album, they said. The group was broken up, but they did not notify Joe Budden or Royce the Five Nine. So that's where we kind of got this tag team match going on. And um, but yeah, I'll just go into uh, Royce's reaction to the album. He heard the album and he said it was weak. So he he basically said there's like an hour long um interview or that he has on Joe Budden's podcast. If y'all just look that up, uh, Royce the Five Nine, Joe Budden, Joe Budden podcast or something. 
it'll probably pop up. It's like an hour long. And, you know, he basically broke down his side of the story and what he thought of the album and how he thought, you know, with all the buzz it was getting and how they were hyping it up, that they were going to come hard on the album. And they didn't. And mm, I, 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 I can probably agree with him on that. They really didn't say anything that we didn't already know that was just punch you in your mouth, you know, like um, freaking uh, Drake and uh, Pusha T with that Daytona. Nothing like that, so to say. There was nothing like that on this album. Most of the stuff you already knew that was said already in interviews and stuff like that. As far as uh, Joe Budden being retired, Royce not wanting to do the um, album unless Joe was on board, things like that. I already knew that. Um, but there were some things as far as um, Crooked Eye. I think it was on the track. Um, I want to say, was it Still in My Feelings or Coasting? I think it was Coasting that he was trying to put a deal on a table and. Um, he was thinking about going at Lupe at that time. Lupe was going uh, at Royce. I never listened to that track, but Lupe was going at Royce and Crooked Eye, you know, wanted to get on the booth and go at him and possibly use that leverage in a new album or something like that. Uh, but yeah, he was saying he was working on some type of deal. Joe wasn't hearing it. Things are like that as far as um, what was going on. And, um, but I'm kind of skipping all over the place. I went way ahead of my notes, <laughs> but anyway, um, anything else I got to talk about before I get into, you know, some of the title tracks just overall though. Um, I thought that was a good album, man. I definitely see myself coming back to this. Uh, just maybe some of these beats were maybe not the best, but just the delivery, um, and the flows definitely when it, came to those uh, the, the drum break and they just started going off Joel and um crooked I, I just man and they had some bars on here some clever lines all that stuff like that um first track was vacancy and this is where they start taking shots at Joe button and really this whole album was really taking shots at button not so much at Royce um you know, they gave him his props as far as, you know, uh, the allegory album, things like that. But um, they really didn't go at Royce like that. It was really more uh, hatred spewed towards Joe. <laughs> My podcast father, Joe. Do y'all know where I got this air horn for him? <laughs> My podcast father, man. I had to talk about him. But anyway, so they took shots at Joe. Um, but this right here was pretty much this told you everything you needed to know about the situation right here uh those things that i just said prior and uh then it goes into um well i think there was another song after this but i'm going to talk about backstage these are just some of the standout tracks for me backstage um i think they had a uh crooked i had a line on there that said uh you couldn't spot a goat like shepherds and leopards or something like that um and then Joel hit him with the you was on that ish for your ice. If y'all not familiar with Joe Budden podcast, his um, co-hosts are ish and ice. So I thought that was a clever line right there, too. So um, but backstage was basically talking about them and their backstage antics, you know, just mem uh, going over the memories or whatnot. Um, so and then one part of the song, they said, you know, once the tour was over, that was it. We didn't talk no more. <laughs> we just went our separate ways. So, um, yeah. So they talked about, you know, basically the backstage life and, you know, what would happen after tour. But um, next up we have um, Ain't Nobody Mad. I skipped over that one. Uh, that's a cool track. Uh, Flood Waters as well. But next track I'm going to talk about. Um, Book Glass House. <laughs> Glass House was the uh, was Slaughterhouse's detox album, basically, and an album that was supposed to be worked on but never came out. And you know, at this point, the, you know, the group was already dissolving, and pretty much here they bear that album. You know, they're screaming "Fuck Glass House" on the chorus, things like that. Anything else that stood out to me on that track? Um, no, other than that, just 
that was that was pretty much it. Just F Glass House. Um, and then after that, we had Brothers Keeper. Uh, so that was cool. I thought it was a cool line on there that said, uh, if I can remember it, uh, you had the four-headed dragon. Now it's just two of us, like Bill Withers or something like that. I can't rhyme it like uh, Crooked, I said, but I thought that was dope. Um, and then you had a uh, smoke. I'm not sure what this beat is. Somebody identify this for me. You know, Rockefeller to me was a Does that sound familiar? I can't pinpoint this. It sounds like I don't know. It just sounds familiar to me. Somebody pin that out for me. Uh, one of you hip hop heads uh, that has more knowledge than me. So, uh, yeah, smoke. I thought I thought the beat was hard. I definitely like that. Um, and then coasting, we get some more Joe talk on here, and um, and this is where I'm talking about uh, crooked um, and how he wanted to bring a new deal to the table and how he wanted to go at Lupe. That's where he, you know, uh, talked about that in this song right here. Um, and then you going to steal in my feelings. And uh, Crooked Eye had a um, a bar on here. He said, the bars make the sky cry because the flow is God pure. Jesus. Give me an air horn for that. <laughs> Man, let me plug up my Mac. My, you, are, you are not finna die on me. Uh-uh, not today. Not while I'm recording. Um, but anyway, so we got that. And then uh, I thought the sequence was perfect here because the last line said uh, something about uh, his mama's crying too or something like that. And then it goes into uh, the next song, Mama, uh, which basically, you know, they talk about, you know, how they came up. Mama, look at me now type of song. And then we end with Sorry, uh, which is basically, you know, their uh, apology to the fans for the way slaughterhouse ended and not giving them another project beyond um whatever the last one is but uh yeah so that was um the rise and fall of slaughterhouse uh so now the moment you've all been waiting for <laughs> usually i end with an album review but i had to end with will <laughs> my wife's name I will try to keep your wife's name out of my mouth, sir. I'm okay. <laughs> but anyway, so where shall we start? Okay. I'm feeling like well. I feel like a prince. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling like well. All right, so let's talk about this Will Smith situation. Will streets gotta eat and you are food buddy everybody's eating off you right now i'm eating off you multiple content creators are eating off you your wife is even eating off you uh-oh uh-oh what did i do <laughs> all right uh but yeah so she's supposed to be doing a red table talk i don't know if it's actually gonna go down i think this is in poor taste Y'all need to leave this alone. And then, you know, you already got people talking about, is it fake? Is it real? And then you throwing a red table talk up there to even the, to, to put even more attention on this. Um, but yeah, so we got that going on. But uh, before I get into anything, uh, Chris Rock's brother chimed in on this situation. So let's go back to the big screen some ground rules right now y'all let's set some ground rules if i say anything tonight anybody got a fucking problem with you got one motherfucking option what you could do about it absolutely nothing because if you think you want to walk up on this stage this ain't the motherfucking oscars and if you walk your ass up here you ain't nominated for shit with these motherfucking hands. Oh, we gonna pop the rest of the year, nigga. 
every time you see me do a show, Pac. I ain't want to start the show like that. You want to hit my motherfucking brother? Because your bitch gave you a side eye? Oh, it's a lot of rock brothers. Y'all ain't know it's a lot of rock brothers. It's 10 of us, motherfucker. You got to see all the rock brothers. I forgot he existed. There's 10 of them. I ain't gonna start the show like that, but I just wanna let y'all know that shit ain't gonna ride. That shit ain't gonna ride, nigga. I don't got a lot of shit to lose, nigga. <laughs> Some more gonna have me on the tour regardless. Y'all might never see me on TV again, but. <laughs> Oh man, the Illuminati is gonna get you, Chris. Uh, not Chris, but Tony Rock. He's—they're gonna get you. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So your boy Tony Rock has some energy for Will Smith. I hope he keeps that same energy if Will Smith sees him in the street now. <laughs> don't don't just be talking, buddy. Uh, but anyway, um. So, yeah, Tony Rock got on Twitter or something like that. And he said the apology was fake. That was false. So I, I would assume that, you know, all that talk about them uh, piecing it up, that's BS. And then Diddy came on there talking about, yeah, they pieced it up. You know, they apologized or, or something like that. Um, and then he was out the Oscars. You know, we're going to get these guys together. We're going to man go on somewhere. I don't believe anything to come out of Diddy's mouth. But. Anyway, so <laughs> where should I start here? So a uh, quick recap. You already know that um, Chris Rock was talking about Will Smith's um, wife, um, but I mean, he was doing good before he got to the ball joke. He should have just stopped that, that little joke. He said right before he got the Jada, he could have left it alone. He could have stopped right there and this would have went on perfectly no problem but he just had to take it there uh but even though i don't feel like the joke was worth all this attention and will smith getting up there um i think denzel said the devil will make you do something at your you know uh when you're at the top moment that's when the devil comes in the devil had nothing to do with will smith going up on that stage we have this thing called free will as well do we not uh, <laughs> Willie took his free will and smacked the hell out of Chris Rock. That's what I think. Um, so whether, you know, uh, Jada has mind control over him or it, it, he, he got up there and he did that himself. So you can't blame anybody else but that man. But at the same time, I, I just feel like this could have been avoided. I don't think it was worth it going up there. I'm like, this is your moment. This is a very important moment right now. You receiving this Oscar, you worked so hard for, and you let that very minuscule joke cause you to go up there. And now, you know, they're talking about, um, well, they're not talking about, he's already resigned from the Academy. So I looked that up and what does that mean? Basically that means he can't vote on, you know, the committee or whatever, but he can still attend and still receive awards from what I searched on Google. That's what I searched. What does it mean if you resign from the Academy? But, um, and then there's talk about Netflix and other movie studios backing away from, you know, deals, uh, from him. So has the cancellation begun already? Will you cancel Will Smith? Um, I don't, I, I'm not canceling Will Smith. Um, I, look, if I'm still listening to R. Kelly, I'm not canceling Will Smith. So, <laughs> no, I'm not. I will not cancel Will Smith. Uh, I think what he did was dumb, um, but I don't think he should be punished for this. Um, on you know, on the level of Jesse, I don't think we should blackball him. Uh, I just think he made a a stupid decision, and uh, I don't even know if it was all his decision because. If you go back and look, the man was laughing at the joke and then it cuts away to Jada. And then the next thing you know, he's 
<laughs> and then um I gotta shout out Thought Crimes. Thought Crimes is another YouTuber I listen to. Well, they're I guess you know they're a uh, uh a pair. You know they're in a relationship and they do videos together. Um, and then they do all kind of cool graphics and stuff. And basically podcast. And uh, they broke this down so well uh, with comedy, way better than I can do. So y'all go to Thought Crimes, Crimes with a Z. Uh, y'all go check them out, man. And they break this down so well. Um, I think that like at least over two hours or something like that. But I promise you, you will be watching the full podcast. I promise you. Uh, but anyway, they had this meme that they put up on their IG that I snapped. I should have added to my queue. But uh, it was a picture of Will. Uh, now, it had a text over Jada when she was looking side-eyed. And it said, execute order 66. And then they had another frame where Will's looking doing <laughs> uh, like he was a robot or something. <laughs> I, I low-key think this man might be, uh, it, that might be a, a clone, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah. So he got up and slapped the taste out of Will Smith's mouth, right? So, um, y'all yeah, know what? I was supposed to add it on here, but I don't think I have it. I don't have time to add it in midstream right now. But uh, I think Will Smith's form was all wrong. This man, I don't know what kind of slap that was. He should have slapped him like Bernie Mac was slapping those people in um, uh, Head of State. We was pow, pow, they gave somebody a double slap, all that. I'm knocking my pillows over. But yeah, I was supposed to add that to show y'all that clip, but I'm not going to do that right now. Oh, uh, but yeah. Will form was just a little weird to me. Uh, what what if what if Chris Rock would have ran away? That would have be funny as hell. Would Will Smith chase Chris Rock if Chris Rock ran away from? Him? No, that would be TV. But um, yeah, he got a good lick on him, and then Chris Rock, you know, uh, he had, he really hasn't responded. I guess he's still somewhat in a state of surprise, just being dumbfounded. Uh, but yeah. Chris Rock did not retaliate or anything like that. He he took it on the chin. I got to uh, applaud him for his professionalism. And uh, so, yeah, but pretty much uh, right now, Will Smith is the bad guy. Um, So what else we got here? But uh, was it real or fake? Let's talk about that. Now, whether it was real or fake, I can tell you this. The Oscars knew what they were doing. They orchestrated that to the T. You had all the right ingredients, right? You you already had the, is Will Smith going to win the award for uh, King Richard? And then you got him sitting front center stage right in front of Chris Rock, where he has easy access to him. So even though if you didn't know that this man was going to get up and slap him, you knew the history of four years ago, we was already cracking jokes on them uh, for, you know, so-called so uh, boycotting the Oscars. You see that they were there this year, huh? But anyway, um, but yeah, all the ingredients were there for something to happen. So I think the Oscars knew something was going to pop off that may have created a, uh, a great television moment. And uh, as Chris Rock said, we may have seen the greatest moment in television history. And we probably did. Uh, but I definitely think this was orchestrated. And the right pieces were set in place. And they just said, let's see what happens. And y'all saw what happened. But um, as far as the real or fake, I'm, I'm just judging off of everybody else's reaction. Uh, and the camera was strongly focused on uh, Lupita. Nyong'o, I think that's how you say her name. I, I damn near thought this was a um, a advertisement for a Black Panther two. Let's talk about that. Uh, I want to throw that little uh, nugget in there, uh, my little fun uh, theory. So I was watching ATL uh, Atlanta, and episode one of the third season, which is very controversial. They have this scene in here where the kids uh, are going on a field trip to see Black Panther two. 
<laughs> so we had that going on. And then you just had the Ryan Coogler story from a couple weeks back where he got um, mistaken for a bank robber or something like that. I thought that was uh, I thought that was dirty, man. That wasn't cool. But uh, yeah, so you had that going on. So we got all this advertisement for Black Panther, too. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And then there was this other scene that I got to thinking of uh, the white fisherman that was talking to the black fisherman and the white fisherman was talking about how race is a social construct pretty much and how black is being black isn't a race being black or white is dependent i get pretty much dependent upon your class if you have money if you have class the closer to white you are so i just got to thinking about that and how chris rock has kind of changed over the years we don't have the uh, bigger and blacker Chris Rock. You know, that HBO special we was wearing all black. I think that was the name of that special. We ain't got that Chris Rock no more. We got this Chris Rock, you know, he's letting stuff slide. You're, you remember uh, Louis C.K. And he was talking about the, the use of the N-word and how Chris Rock was letting that slide. And it took Seinfeld to kind of course correct that. So that got me thinking. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. But, you know, this is just something I was thinking about. But uh, that does not pertain to this at all just something weird i was thinking about uh but anyway next up should chris rock sue i think he should sue the hell out of everybody hey man i'm on this stage y'all didn't have me no protection how y'all let this man just walk up here i know it's a room full of celebrities and stuff like that but you don't know what maniac could just uh bop up in that auditorium and do something so I'm like, where was my security? Y'all just let this man walk up on stage and hit me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all can't read the room uh, because if if that man is walking up to you the way he was looking, something was about to happen. But uh, so I'm like, I blame y'all. <laughs> so uh, maybe he want to keep that bag coming. So I don't think he's going to touch that because uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to um, get him for another gig. So Chris Rock ain't going nowhere. Um uh, what else do we have here? Uh, I, I think that's pretty much it. Um, was the joke that serious? I think I touched on that. I don't think it was that serious. And plus Jada already has a history of, you know, that short hair. She came in the game with that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at least I remember her seeing a lot with short hair. So we're, we're already used to seeing Jada with that short hair. So I'm just throwing that out there too. But um anyway, I I think that's pretty much it uh as far as this Will Smith situation is concerned. Um I guess the question I'm asking y'all tonight, should Will Smith be canceled? Should he be blackballed? Or you know, was this just, you know, a a, a lapse in judgment? Hey, All right, y'all. It's been nice. This has been the 20th episode of the catch up podcast uh thank y'all for tuning in make sure to catch me here at the jh review make sure to subscribe hit that button if you haven't already what she said and also uh if you're on the audio side spotify apple your favorite podcast players and make sure to comment down below on the topics today did you enjoy this show how did you like the new look of the show and um yeah i had a fun time shooting but I'm going to go ahead and get this up to you guys, and uh, I'll see y'all next time. Peace out.